challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Hey, before I dive into my topic for this episode, I want to make sure that I have told you how you can support great man. We are doing great things to turn manhood in our generation. I'll be telling you more about it in the coming months. And if you want to support us, you can go on to greatman.tv. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a button you can press. You'll see it right off the bat in the upper right-hand corner. It'll take you to information about how you can give. We're a 501c3. Your giving will be tax deductible. Surely one of the causes amongst all the others that you support, that you want to support in your life, is the cause of great manhood. Also, don't forget that you can log on to smile.amazon.com, and when you do, you can choose Great Man as your charity of choice. And from that point on, if as long as you make your purchases through smile.amazon.com, you will be able to give to Great Man a percentage of your purchases. Now, this doesn't cost you a dime, doesn't change the discounts that you get, the prices that you see, but it's a program that Amazon has. If you'll do your buying through smile.amazon.com after you've chosen Great Man, they will give us a percentage of your purchases. Now, it's a small percentage, but we can get if we can get all of you listening to this podcast to do that, it can end up being quite a bit, and it doesn't cost you a dime. So dive in with us in this great cause of our generation. I want to talk to you in this podcast in very personal terms. Uh, Bev and I have been keeping an eye on a TV show on Hulu, which is, I think, going to be fairly revolutionary. It's called Playboy Secrets, and it's all about Hugh Hefner and Playboy and what a fraud it was. Uh, Many of the people who worked for Hefner, many of the playmates, many of his staff are coming forward and are saying, this man was a pervert, this man was weird, this man was oppressive, this man was abusive. It was not the benevolent sexual kingdom that it was presented to be by Hollywood. Uh, It was a disgusting place, a nasty place, an abusive place. Uh, It was perverted and weird and sick, and the world needs to know it. Now, I've been watching it a little bit because obviously I lead men, and obviously I talk to men, and men uh, are are tortured by pornography. And I have to say that Playboy, especially for men of my generation, uh, was very influential, and it deformed my generation of manhood. Uh, I despise it. I despise it because it, of what it did to my friends. I despise it for what it did to men of my generation. I despise it for what it did in my life. Uh, my father was uh, not a religious man, a typical military man, and he uh, subscribed to Playboy and thought that he hid it in our home. Well, as of as early as the fourth grade in my life, um, I learned where he kept it. And by the way, when I was in fourth grade, my father was in Vietnam, and my mother would receive it in the mail and then forward it to my father in Vietnam. For some reason, they weren't able to sell it at that time in that country. I don't know why. Maybe it was because it was a Buddhist country or military policy or something. But um, I I was reading it, waiting for my mother to come home, sitting out on the front porch, you know, uh, looking at it. I mean, my body wasn't even able to respond at that age, but I was introduced to it. Later as a teenager, I knew where my father kept it. When my parents left to go out for a night, I would look at it. Um, I also spent my teen years in Berlin. 
And uh, Berlin, of course, was the headquarters of all the Nazi perversions, of all the sickness of the Nazi, uh, the sexual sickness and religious sickness of the Nazi, Nazi regime, regime. So Berlin, Germany in the 1970s was a very, very perverse place. Lots of nudity, uh, lots of sex clubs. Um, I think I've told you before in this podcast, I just went for a run with a friend, a long run, and we ended up running through a nudist colony uh, along the Wannsee uh, in Berlin. Um, so what I'm keenly aware of is the way that pornography and particularly Playboy perverted my generation. I remember that my father was attending the command and general staff college in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, a pretty impressive school of military leadership and command. Uh, commanders came from all over the world to attend this school. And the men were working very hard. They had their nose to the grindstone every day. So every year, at least at that time, uh, they would take, they would load all the students, all the men at this command and general staff college uh, onto buses. Again, we were in Fort, we were in Leavenworth, Kansas, and they would bus all these men to the Playboy Club in Kansas City. And this was their big, you know, blow off steam moment. This was their opportunity to, you know, rest up from their studies. And of course, you know, my parents didn't have any principles against this. My mother just saw it as what men do, you know, in the same way that she forwarded Playboy magazine to my father when he was serving in Vietnam. And that was part of my growing up culture. I was maybe 13 at this time. And here's my father getting on buses with our other esteemed army officers uh, to go, whatever it was, the two hours, one hour, whatever it was, the distance, uh, to spend a night, you know, of carrying on at the Playboy Club. Well, this was the culture. This was the culture that didn't just produce me. Uh, it was the culture that my generation of manhood grew up in. I'd go to my friends' houses. They had either, you know, found their father's Playboy or they'd found one themselves or some older student, uh, you know, who's old enough, bought it. Um, when I drove, rode around on the trains in Germany, Overnight to do sports in Germany during my teen years, pornography was ever present. Young guys would go and buy it, uh, the nastiest form of German pornography, and then we'd have it on the train and so on. I mean, I really, I really look back at that and grieve because I've talked to my friends since then, and I've talked to, of course, many, many, many men of my generation. And I'll tell you, their early exposure to pornography in Playboy and then the other things that came along in our culture, the movies, the videos, the, the other things, the, the clubs that maybe they went to later on in life, um, deformed them. It deformed them. It led to divorces. It led to affairs. It led to thoughts and images that haunted them. It caused them to pass bondages on to the next generation. Uh, I was fortunate. I became a Christian, and I mean a really radical, transformed kind of experience when I was 18. So the experiences that I'm describing occurred from my the age of 18 prior, and mainly when I was living in, in, in Europe uh, during a, a good portion of my youth. And I mentioned Europe, not to blame it, but, but uh, loving Europe as I do, but the pornography, particularly in Germany and particularly in Berlin, was pretty stunning, pretty stunning stuff, and way beyond anything I should have been looking at. I should never have been looking at it. And so I was fortunate. I had a radical spiritual moral transformation at the age of 18 and have lived free of all that ever since. Um, but I can tell you that had that not happened, my life would have been tortured by that stuff. The images in my head, the expectations sexually, the way I might have viewed women, the way I might have lived as a man, who, who knows? Um, and I've talked to many, many men uh, especially now with the internet, especially now that just with a, the average I, smartphone, you can 
find pornography that's that's at a stunning level. Any 11-year-old with an iPhone can look at a horrible, horrible porn. And as I've told you before, I've held 11 and 12-year-old boys weeping because they had stumbled on snuff films and saw women who looked like their mothers being killed in the act of sex. That's what a snuff film is. Now, my point is not just to recount nastiness uh, here on this podcast, but my point is to say that I am glad that Playboy is being exposed in the Secrets of Playboy special on Hulu. If you get a chance to see it, be careful now. They're going to be showing some stuff that, you know, is is R-rated at least. Um, but in watching it with Bev a little bit, it's it's helped us it helped us to have a great conversation about what that meant to my generation of manhood and and the way it was looming in my home growing up. And I mean, my father's passed on now. I'm, I'm sure if we talked about these things, he'd be horrified at what was happening to me. He'd probably never know I even saw it or knew it was there. Um, but I did, and my generation of young men did, and those of us living in Europe did. Uh, you know, with that heavy German p- uh, pornography, and then of course with the advent of the internet. Uh, It's a horrible problem for most men. I often speak to large gatherings of men, and I'll say, look, if this is a normal gathering of men, uh, the statistic is that almost half of you have a problem with pornography. And that leads to shame, that leads to broken marriages, that leads to affairs, that leads to sexual abuse. Um, I've sat with men who have blown up their companies by messing inappropriately uh, with their secretaries or with fellow executives blown up their lives, blown up their companies, and it led, it all originated directly from the images he had in his mind. I'm thinking of one executive in particular um, from pornography where every woman wants it and every man is invited and horrible things can happen in weird places like subways and so on. Now, my point is to say that, you know, I can sit here, uh, you, you've heard me say before, I don't believe you can shame a man to greatness. So I don't spend most of my time in this podcast lecturing you about what you shouldn't do and what you shouldn't touch and what you shouldn't read. You know that I'm opposed to pornography. You know that pornography is the opposite of noble manhood. You know that a secret life of porn and masturbation, I have said before, is divorce training. It's a way you prepare to mess up your life. You know that we've talked about PIED, porn-induced erectile dysfunction, where men have engaged in such private lives, secret lives of pornography and masturbation that when they actually get married, they've got a beautiful wife ready for them on the wedding night, they can't perform because nothing measures up to the fantasies, the porn-induced fantasies in their minds. Now, I'm speaking strongly to you because I'm kind of, I've spent maybe the last week or two looking back over the last 40, 50 years and uh, just thinking about what pornography produced what Playboy, what Hustler, what these other uh, magazines produce, most of them, thank God, out of print now. And now it's more, you know, YouTubes and porn on uh, Pornhub and things like that on the internet. But men's lives are being destroyed by it. And as a result, women and children are being destroyed by it. So I want you to hear what I'm saying. I want you to declare war on porn in your own life. I want you to realize that it may be titillating uh, short-term. It may be exciting short-term. Your other, your other friends may speak in positive terms about porn and masturbation and what have you. But it's rewiring your brain. It's reshaping your values. It's even reshaping your biological expectations. And it can destroy your life. 
mine wasn't by the mercy of God, but I have friends, I have associates, I have men I have counseled and spoken to and held while they wept, where porn became a cancer in their lives. They did stupid things, they expected stupid things, they thought stupid things, they spent loads of money, they destroyed their lives, and they passed those bondages on to the next generation. So you know that this is a podcast of personal coaching for men. And you know that I don't talk about these types of things very often, not not that I'm ashamed or afraid of them. I just don't want to be lecturing you all the time. I want to be calling you up to higher things. But this special on Hulu, Secrets of Playboy, has really reminded me that our generation was hoodwinked. Our generation was lied to. Our generation had the slick salesman, Hugh Hefner, who looked all cool and urbane and sophisticated, who had stars all around him and had this supposedly cool Playboy Mansion, and it was all a facade, and it was all rotten, and it was all perverse, and it deformed our generation. And it's time for a turn. It's time for us also, by the way, you know that I'm chairman of the board of Uncaged, an organization that works on anti-trafficking. It's time for us to also understand that every time you buy a Playboy, every time you pay for porn in a hotel room, uh, every time you buy pornography, you're funding effectively trafficking that some of that money goes to what is effectively trafficking. Uh, That there are women caught up. You're looking at, in many cases, women in those films who don't want to be there, Uh, especially if you're looking at international porn. It's time for us to realize the rottenness of this network. It's time for us to get our souls clean. It's time for us to recognize the economic impact of what we're doing. And it's time for us to extricate our generation and the generations to come from this bilge, this nastiness, this cancer and then have glorious sex lives within the context of marriage. Man, we are pro-sex. I won't go too far with that, but we are pro-sex. We believe in it. We love it. I'm a Christian. I believe it's the gift of God. It's one of God's great gifts. Man, do I love it. My point is that we do not want sex to be stolen in the bilge of the nastiness and the perversion of porn. So join us in this. Declare war on it in your own life. Help your friends get out of it read the the good analyses of what pornography is doing in our generation, realize the connection of pornography to trafficking. Let's turn this thing in our time because this is one of the battles that great men fight and win. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.